y'all. Welcome back to another episode of More Than The Title. I'm your host, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside The Box Digital. I ain't gonna front that. that my theme song making me feel good. I feel like Shaft. R.P. to Richard Brown, <laughs> too, on. man. Is it the theme song or is it the yak in your cup? The yaki. The brand. I, I, I was about four hours ago. I'm gonna be sober as hell. <laughs> you talk well, you're gone too far. You're gone too far. But y'all know who he is. That's my brother, my brethren, your favorite CEO's favorite CEO. Chatty, yo, what's good, baby? We in the building, sure. you know what I'm saying? I'm happy to be here. And, um, you know, as an ode to you, I see you put on the fucking orange, white. And, and, and I said, I'm going to put on some more black because I know I'll be, I be getting at you. But I got some gold in it, though. You know what I'm saying? I had to brighten up the black because you know the model. If it ain't bright, it just ain't right, baby. It ain't right. <laughs> right. Add some color to this shit. <laughs> but you already know y'all before we begin we got a great episode lined up for y'all man first of all shout out to y'all the supporters the followers yep. the listeners man because of y'all we're growing and glowing every week the youtube is going up we're yep. going up on each platform and we can't thank y'all enough man please make sure y'all like and subscribe the page and also shout out to our exclusive distribution partners the live podcast network all first woman owned black owned podcast network shout yep. out to angel and the team yep. so if you want more exclusive black content like more than the title Download the app. Make sure you support. You know what I mean? Keep going. And keep going. One more thing. One more thing. Shout yeah. out to our exclusive, exclusive uh, executive producer team. Real yeah. Block Pictures, man. Shout out to my brothers, John, David, Clyde. Man, shout out to y'all, man. You know what yes, we sir. about to do. We about to give y'all a lot of looks, man. But this one right here, man, this is part yes, of our first second round yeah. interview of more than yes, the sir. title of my brethren right here, man. Mm-hmm. So, Y'all he, know, he's, he's seen the, the first, first part one. too. He's the first part too. This is this is the biggest history right now. Right yeah, now, right man. now, that right now, should. man. Straight <laughs> up, man. So I'm, I'm gonna just give you a quick. Never gotta give you the real intro because you this brother is the real man. So first yeah. of all, he's a sport bike racer, track and field all American, multi patent holder, biometric lab creator, Ad Week fifty most important people in media, marketing, and tech, Ad Week change creator of the year. American Advertising Federation Mosaic Champion and Savoy's Magazine's most influential Black executive in corporate corporate America. So hold on, hold on, go ahead. Most influential Black executive in corporate America. You heard? Mm-hmm. Hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You see me? We got horns. Let's go. Hold Let's on. get them. Some shit you can rush by, and some shit you cannot rush by say that shit one more time one more Eric. savoy magazine's oh, most influential black executive in corporate america wow a veteran of the digital advertising space this brother holds a total of six u.s patents for digital ad formats and has developed ad products and implemented creative strategies for a variety of publishers and leading tech companies including google viacom new york times and myspace Damn. so let's introduce man our brother chief design chief experience design officer Mm-hmm. V- Wait, damn! I didn't. I don't have the damn company name. Up. I don't have the company name up. But this is my brother, Gear, the third. My brother, what up, baby? Chill, bro. That's like, yo, yo, there's no acronyms in that. So this week, yeah, we just changed it. Great. It's just VML now. It's just VML. VML. Yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, VM. I was going. I knew I was going to miss a letter. He was going to butcher it. I was waiting for him too. I was going to butcher it. So I had somebody introduce me the other day. I had yeah. somebody introduce me the other day. Said they said Wilmer because they tried to fucking pronounce it like a word. It's like Walter Gear, Bilmer. I was like, oh shit, this shit was crazy. Yeah, nah, I need a rebrand, but y'all rocking out here. Though. What's good though, bro? It's been a minute, man. What's up with you? Look, I'm mad. I don't have a red cup. This motherfucker here got a red cup. I didn't get a. You oh, got a, I red got a blue cup, cup though. Okay, you got blue. blue. I ain't got shit, man. About that blue cup. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm feeling left out now. <laughs> we got time today, cuz. I wanna, I wanna say this though. Um, I watched the first interview before I got a chance to meet you. Mm-hmm. 
before I got a chance to meet you, and I was like, yo, this is a super dope, a, a super dope guy, man. Mm -hmm. I have no fucking problems. Be clear. I have absolutely no problem acknowledging when another person is just blowing this shit out the water, when they're doing their thing and they're setting the fucking bar, showing these people that, yes, we can do it. And not only can we do it, but we're going to do it to a point where we're going to make it hard to follow. You understand? So when no, I got a chance to meet you down at the Soho house yes, and, 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 uh, and I heard the story when you was up on the stage and all that. I was like, yeah, man, this dude is powerful, man. So I'm glad I got the boo. And Jared was like, we're going to bring Walt back. I was like, yeah, now I get to, I get to get on the interview too. Because I, I was feeling left out. I ain't going to hold you. I was like, yeah, I, I get to get on this interview, man. Because, you know, um, yeah. you're dynamic, brother. And, and we appreciate you, man. Because, right. again, you are paving the way for others showing that this shit is possible. And you are doing it with grace and style. So we appreciate you. We want to give you our flowers. Thank you. Your flowers. Welcome to the show. I got to take that recording. You have to every time I'm in the group, Yo, bro, we got to, bro. That's wild, bro. First of all, being the most influential black executive in corporate America, bro, that's, come on, that's 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 all body, bro. How did you feel winning that award? And what does that mean to you, bro? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it, you got to understand, man, the awards and all this shit for me is like, it's cool, but it's like, you know, it's not everything for me. So, so I mean, it's like, I, I try to be humble, man, and I try to not let any of that shit to get to my head, you know, because um, yeah. it's just an award, man. I mean, some of these awards are just a couple people behind the closed doors who give it to people they like and shit, you know, so... You know, it, it, it's popularity contest sometimes, but look, I'm I'm fortunate to receive you know any award that I have, and and I'm I'm thankful, man, because you know at the end of the day, all of that shit helps my career, man, and I couldn't be I couldn't be more thankful, you know. That's real, bro. Let's say that 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 shit we did at the Soho House. I was I was a little yeah. intoxicated in that shit. That was a real. We was <laughs> oh, we people was bringing drinks up on stage. I'm like shit. MC Search was as my boy. And he was like, yeah, let me, I got you. Let me come through. He was handing me drinks. I was like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, man, that was a dope night. Let, let me let me say this though. Let me say this though, because let me tell you something. Right, we can't straddle the fence on this shit. Right, we. I know that sometimes, like I'm a military dude. I'm a yeah. perfect example of understanding that some awards you'll never, people, are, the, the masses will never know that you got it. Mm -hmm. The appreciation for the, I'm a Marine. The shit that we go and do, a lot of times you'll never know about it. Mm -hmm. And we might not get thanked or we'll get an award, but we can never show the award or we can never talk about it. You yeah. understand what I'm talking about? But we can't straddle the fucking fence. We can't beef on the left side and say we're not getting acknowledged for our strength, our intelligence, and our work ethic. And then when we do get acknowledged, Downplay it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? That's Even real. you can be that humble. Boy <laughs> you, can, you can be humble, bro, because it's you. But guess what? That award is not just for you. It's for the fucking culture. And when you show that shit, it shows the ten thousand people, hundred thousand little kids that's looking up to Walt Gear. Like, holy shit! If he could do it, I know I can make it. That's what the award is for. Yeah, it's yeah, for the yeah. masses. It's for the masses. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, every, everything I do is about trying to create opportunity, man. You know, because I think that when you get to the later part of your career, man, I'm, I'm at the tail end of my career, man. If I'm fortunate, I get 15, 16 years left. And that's that goes by quick. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's how can I create opportunity for other people that, that, that you know, behind me coming up? You know, and a lot of time that means, you know, speaking up, saying the uncomfortable thing, making other people see oh, that it's cool. It's OK to use your voice. It's, it's the way I walk. It's the way I talk, the way I dress and walk in a room and present myself. Then other people know, like, I can do that shit, too. I mean, it was other people I saw 
in other spaces doing the same thing. And I was like, this shit is crazy. I'm showing up to work in khakis and fucking wingtips. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is not me. This shit was uncomfortable. My feet hurt when I'm walking up, you know, walking in the office. Facts. You know? And I felt stiff. And when you're yeah. stiff and not kind of dressed and doing you, yeah. it's crazy how it just can limit your creativity. It's crazy. Real talk, man. That's that's Jared's number one motherfucking model. Don't box in my creativity. He that's his fucking that's, model. That's bro. a fact, bro. Yo, and we, we talked about this on, on the first drink. Like, yo, once we stop with the bullshit, stop with the code switching, bro. That's when things really took off, bro. Like, I know for me personally, that's when things really took off. I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, damn, nobody gonna rock with me. Everybody named mama rock with me. I'm on the Zoom call with 700 people. Nobody got to fit it on the second one. Motherfuckers got a cock to the side and all that shit. I'm like, yeah, boy, we doing something right. But but we actually talked about this. But when we want to talk to you about this, well, like, yeah. what we rock with you is because you're unapologetically black. Yes, so, and being at that level, I've you know, I, I know a lot of executives. I know a lot of black executives at, at that level, bro. And not everyone is like that. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. everybody's willing to give the handout. Not everybody's willing to show the love, right? Even even with us, bro, we got a lot of love. And like some some big executives won't even come on to show yeah, love. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And it'd be like, what's really good, man? We putting on. But if you see you in person, it's all love. Like that's kind of whack, bro. But yeah. you always been solid. Appreciate that, man. I mean, it's look. I'm I'm just trying to be me. Yeah, and that's all, man. And and I'm I'm comfortable being me, man. I'm not trying to be anybody else. You know, which is like I I tell people all the time, and when you code switch, that shit is like a it's that's a that's a full time job, bro. That's like you talking 40, 50, 60 hours a week. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's exhausting. You know, so like, look, man. And one thing I do love, man, this younger generation doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, they they saying that how they feel, and I think that a lot of these leaders coming up, man, a lot of these executives are gonna be like, oh shit, what's going on? Because because they are they are. Thoroughly unapologetic, man. And it's different from, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, man, where everyone was like, oh, you know, you're trying to move in these rooms and be courteous of everybody else. And, you know, you emulate the other person on the other side of this other side of the table because you don't want them to feel uncomfortable. And I think we've gotten to a moment where it's like, bro, like, I'm tired of being the uncomfortable and I'm trying to tired of wasting my time trying to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Crazy. Facts. That's the message. You know, the crazy shit to that. Let's talk about this shit, right? The crazy shit to that. The momentum shift happened slowly, and then COVID fucking threw this shit into eighth gear. When black people realized how, and I said this before on the show, do you know how many black millionaires came out of COVID? Do you know how many new black companies were created during a pandemic, a, a, a worldwide pandemic? It was it was unfathomable. You understand what I'm saying? And people realize, holy shit. I don't have to conform. I don't even got to go to the office. I can create my own thing, whatever it was, and be extremely successful. That's what I talk about. People have to see it, Walt, right? Because Mm -hmm. a lot of the times you don't think it's possible until somebody does it. And Mm -hmm. it it doesn't matter how you you could be the top person, second person. As long as somebody can see some type of success come from it, it gives them the confidence to say, oh, this, oh, we can do this. And then they can go full steam ahead. You know what I mean? So with this new generation, what they're realizing is, here's the difference. The social media internet engine is stronger than it's ever been. You don't need to send out a thousand emails. You don't need to send out resumes. No, You don't need to do none of that shit no more. You don't got to go to a job and beg. You can say, what do I need you for now? I got 100,000 followers, 200,000. I got a million followers. 
I can post one of my products. And if I even sell 1%, do the math. You understand yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Perfect example to that is the cool Kai kid. You understand? He was getting paid initially to showcase other people's shit. So people would come out with sneakers and, and clothing and he would get paid because he had a following to showcase what they came out with on his page. He was always designing, but that's what he, where his money was coming from, yeah. right? Yeah. Then he realized, yeah. holy shit, I actually have a following. Let me design a t-shirt for my goddamn self, right? And now that he starts to understand business, he's like, if I control 100% of this fucking t-shirt, I sell it for $25, cost me $3 to make. Yeah, I only sold 1000 Do them. That's $25,000. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. You yeah, understand yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. once he understood, oh, shit, I got the power. He blew the doors off of this shit. But but that, that but that but that's a solo entrepreneur. That's one entrepreneur. The problem right. is the game is still the game in corporate America. Yeah, it's true. And here's yeah. the thing too. Like I say, and I say, look, like I'm all down with like going and building black. Do it. I think we need more of it, right? Yeah, for to create sure. our own spaces. But I'm also about like, bro, like that, like we still need to disrupt these white spaces. Right. So we still need people who can actually get in there and do their thing. And it's 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 a challenge, man. And and I tell people all the time that like, you know. It's 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 about being in places that allow you to feel, to be yourself, right? Don't feel like you have to be in some places limiting your skill. Like there was this woman who did this 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 uh, video. She was speaking on stage at some conference or something, and I saw it maybe like three or four months ago, and it was crazy what she said. And I carried it with me for a minute. She was like, um, she had a pet snake, right? She had a pet snake, and the problem with this snake was. You know, it, you know, it, she had it for three years and it was mad small, but it was a bowl constrictor. So if you know bowl constrictors, those things get to like 25, 30 feet. But yeah. they need space. They need space and optimal. And yeah, optimal there you go. There you go. She, there you go. She took it to the doctor. She's like, what's wrong with this thing? She, the snake's not growing. The doctor's like, well, how big is the, the crate that you yeah, have? It? And right. she's like, it's like like two feet by whatever, like a 30 gallon thing. Mm -hmm. So the problem is that those those snakes need room to grow, man. And if you had it left in the open, it'd be 25, 30 feet. So I say this to people all the time, like go into spaces that allow you to grow, grow in spaces that allow you to be yourself. I mean, that is that's how you move. And look, there are plenty of fucking spaces out there that will have you. And we get caught into this this feeling of like, oh man, like, you know, I should be happy here. I should be grateful because I have this opportunity because I because this this is a big name company and so on and so forth. Fuck that, man. Life is short. Life is short, man. It's not your tomorrow is not promised. You know what I'm saying? Right. So so and I say this all the time. I might have said on the last time we spoke is like do the shit that makes you happy because if you die today, your job will be posted before your obituary, and that's facts. Message. Yo, yeah, it's crazy, that's bro. Fact, boy. That's exactly. a fact. And and the crazy thing about it, man. I just want to tell you a quick story about that um so my nine to five that i that i've been doing for 20 years is construction um right now i'm a, I'm a high level manager um but i came up as a laborer and, and an apprentice and i came up through the ranks right um what i noticed was especially my caribbean guys that don't come from the united states right they would work they never turned down overtime because they was banking all their money and sending it back home building houses and shit right building houses and taking care of their families i had one dude we were working at the un and he told me, you know, we were talking. I'm like, yo, you're getting that bonus coming up in December. You're about to get 15000 He's like, yeah, I just pulled out $30,000. It's, it's under the mattress for the wife, da-da-da. This dude almost never took a day off. Long story short, man, after like 25, 30 years of doing this shit, a week before he was going to fucking retire out, he died. Wow. So he never took a fucking wow. vacation. His annuity money, the his um vacation money, his fucking life insurance. The wife got something oh. like seven, eight hundred thousand fucking dollars. He died, never got a chance to enjoy coming to work doing 12, 14 hour days for wow. 25 years straight. Crazy. He supported his family, but for him, 
he never took the time to even take a moment to enjoy yourself and he died before he could even fucking relax bro wow. that can't be us bro that cannot wow. be yeah. us, bro yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, man. I, I mean, was that, that was real. Your fa your family lives off of it, but what yeah, about which you? is a bonus? But yeah, you, it yeah. is a bonus, but you can be a hard worker, but you have to still be able to enjoy some of the fruits of your own labor, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. You get one life, like you said. You get one life, bro. You understand? You get one life. You can't die twice, bro. You only die one time, bro. You understand what I'm saying? So it is very, very important. I don't care what you do. Take the time to just self-reflect, go on a retreat, go fishing, you know, like we do. Do something that allows you to just relax and enjoy the hard work that you've put in. Because the way the system is designed right now with the retirement age being what it is, the Social Security yeah. age being what it is, technically right now in the United States, you can't retire on one income. I'm just telling no, you what you it can. is. No, you can't. Unless you're a you know high level C suite individual and you you know you're in a, the upper echelon of, of money, but yeah. for the 95 percentile, it's impossible. So you know what that means? You will work until you fucking die. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, it's taxes too. It's not it's not jobs on what they used to be either. Where you get, I mean, unless you're like a, a police officer. Yeah. And you yeah. Work for the state, so you don't get pensions. You don't get all that sweet payouts. At the end of the day, when you're done, you quit. You retire. It's a fucking wrap. Yeah, so how you stack how you stack that money now is is important but also and that actually brings me to another point too is like how we negotiate yeah. right like the thing is like bro like we have to negotiate different because again when we get in those topic opportunities where you get that offer most of the time is damn i should be grateful or damn i feel uncomfortable asking for more, more money let me just take what i got and that's some yeah. bullshit that's it's it's bullshit, man. So like I'm I'm saying when I negotiate, when they come, I don't care if it's an if it's a, a new job or if it's a promotion. Because here's another thing too: a lot mm -hmm. of times we don't even ask for more money when it's a promotion because we think that's what we're getting and that's that. And that's a, that's wrong. Yeah, that's you yeah. know. So I asked for fucking everything. Like literally, the last time I got my promotion, I was negotiating back and forth afterwards. They were like, "God damn, I don't think I've seen anybody ask for as much shit as you did." Yeah. But what all they could say is no. You know what I'm saying? You had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Yeah, where the fuck you getting these things from? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> we locked and loaded, baby. I told you, ain't nobody oh. doing it like how we doing it over here. Hey yo, hey yo. First of all, being locked and loaded, I didn't like the tone. Come on, come on, man. <laughs> the first, the first one I saw. Pounds with that one, bro. Locked and loaded. That's, that's <laughs> it. Could, it could have went either way. <laughs> look, look. The first one I saw, I was like. I was like, God damn, is that my fucking video playing a full screen? Like, I thought my YouTube jumped up real quick or something. <laughs> no, we got, Where did that come everything. from? <laughs> we got everything rocking. Hold on, hold on. Let me get this dog out of here for a second. Yeah, all right, all good, Rusty. You know, um, but who was it? Was it Haji? Who was it that we had on? Yeah. That said that that they were at a job. I think it was Haji, bro. Haji's story was, was so incredible. That episode was incredible. But I think he said somebody, one of his coworkers, passed away, bro. And he actually had to, like, five days later, had to fill the role. They didn't even get a chance to greet. Oh, oh nah, nah, bro. Like I did that shit last year, bro. That was my man. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, it was you. Yes. Anything more, bro? He he passed away. Like it was like four days before, three four days before Christmas, bro. And then nigga, like he passed away. He went to the ER room in Jersey City, man. And he was complaining, yo, something's not right, something's not right. And they were like, oh, you're fine, you're fine. Which is, it's like, this is why I built that, I launched that campaign, uh, the Pain Equity Project with Advil about three weeks ago. Because, uh, yeah, oftentimes black people, they don't listen to our pain. We go in these spots, man. They're like, yeah, 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 it's cool. Because of bias and stereotypes and shit, like, whatever. Yeah, he died, bro. He, he waited in the ER room for like three hours and died in the fucking ER room. Wow. Like, real talk. And so, like, you know, I, I had to tell my, my team the night, uh, the day after when I found out. 
And like fucking January, I, I'm posting his goddamn fucking job online because we got to fill it. And that's real. You know, so I tell people all the time and it's like, yo, don't don't fucking spend time being someplace thinking thinking you owe them something, you know, because you don't, you know, in the same way someone will let your ass go and, and bring in somebody else. It's like we need to treat companies the same way. Yeah. You know, what was his so. what was his position? He was uh, he was an experienced designer, a senior experienced designer. So that's different. Like in the in the field that I'm in, bro, you die you die today. We working on the UN. We building Yankee Stadium or some shit. We doing a high project. You die today. I gotta have somebody in there tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, seven a.m. Yeah. Like, what, you know, condolences. The flat, the car to go around. But it's like, well, bro, we gotta build this building. Yeah. You yeah. know what it costs to run this building every day? We, you know what I mean? We got you gotta bring somebody. So you know, he, you, fortunately. You can give the you know the, the family time, you know what I mean, and stuff like that when you're in when you're in those type of jobs. But a lot of people don't have that luxury, bro. Yeah. You work in jobs where if you don't show up the next day, the next day somebody will be in your fucking spot. Yeah, yeah, bro. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But that but but that goes back to you brought up the negotiation earlier, bro. Yeah. It depends where you're negotiating from, bro. Because some people aren't negotiating from a place of leverage, right? So depending yeah. on where you are in that situation in the context, like like say for somebody who's down out. It's like, damn, I'm about to get 80000 or whatever, whatever. This is the most money I've ever seen, right? Don't really know accident hunting is enough. Like, So how do they navigate those waters? Like, When do you know when to ask? Look, if somebody's giving you 80, they got another 7 to 10 to negotiate on top of that. And that's a fact. Right, mm -hmm. you get so like depending on the range you're going, if, you, if, you're, you know, if you're in the 150 to 200 offer range, they got another 20, 25 to work with. If you're in a 2 to two, 200 to, two, to 350, 400, they got another 40, 50, 60 negotiate on top of them. But this part of this is also educating each other so we know this. You see, talking about your salary is fucking taboo. So nobody wants to talk about what I make, what I got, the, the deal I got, bro. Like, I'm, you know, I'm on, I have a text string that, that I'm on here with, uh, with the other six black uh, CC creative executives across the US. There's only seven of us, right? In holding mm -hmm. agency. So, bro, like, we share everything. You know what I'm saying like when Kalita, my girl Kalita came to work with us at VML, you know, in the same role as me, I was like, yo, this is what I got. This is my salary. This is my bonus. This is what I got on my, and boom, she used that to navigate her way through it. Yeah, we, need, we, need, we need to do more of that, man. You know, but we, but we don't, you know, because unfortunately we've been kind of sold in this thought that like, I don't want the next, next nigga to do better than me. Instead of saying, I want the next nigga to succeed. And if he make it, you know, then fucking great. We can all celebrate together. You know, so it's a change of how we think about each other, man. And it's like we need to if we are not lift uplifting each other and creating opportunities for each other and trying to help each other succeed, then who the fuck will? Because nobody else is gonna do that shit. And that, that was you going off. That's now, real, bro. Oh my listen, bro. We have this conversation all the time. Well, I promise you. Yeah, like I said in, in my industry it's a little different because as a worker, you're, you're, especially because with me being union, your wage is already set forth. When I step foot on the job, you know what it is. Mm -hmm. But when I bumped up the management, the negotiation stops. So I'll give you a, a, a dope example of what just happened recently, right? Um, there's a building down on 41st Street and 10th Avenue that we're building, right? My boss asked me to cover the job. The job is fresh. You need me there for my license, right? But the job, you know what I get paid, but you wanted to pay me 10 to $15 under what I get paid to do the job. Now it's a three-year project. So when she said, you know, well, the job only, you know, this is what I can pay you. I said, so let me ask you a question. For the $10, $15 less that you want to pay me, can I do $10, $15 less work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she said, what? I said, since you're going to pay me less, do you expect less work? 
She said, absolutely not. I said, and that's why I'm not taking the job. I said, because you want to pay me less, but you want the full force of, you know, how I work and you want yeah. me to go in there every day happy and give you, and you know, I always do over the work. So now, yeah. now I'm looking at it like you're paying me $30 less, right? Now, some yeah. people might say, blah, 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 you know, no problem. So she stuck somebody in there, less experienced as a favor, whatever the case may be. And then um, the building, the crane fell down. The shit had a fire. It was all over the news. The shit had a fire and fell down. So now when the inspectors come, you see, now when the inspectors come, the building fire department, all that, and asked for the guy that was in my spot with the license and he don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Now that's your ass. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. yeah. you took those chances to try to be cheap with me because you didn't think I understood my value. So I'll fill in here and there, but I'm not taking a job because if you're not paying me my worth, I'd rather sit home and work on my own shit. Yeah, yeah. Facts, facts. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm tired of that shit because the moment I take the, you know how they say like in negotiating, never give something back because once you give it back, you never get it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when she hit, so she hit me up like a week ago for a different job with the same number. Now I said, like, "Get the fuck out of here!" You yeah. see, you understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm saying like, no, I'm not taking that. Because see, that's you think you slick. You wanted to try to get me comfortable at that number for this job, and then now every other job that might come down the line, you want to sing sing me the same song and fucking dance. Nah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing it, man. So here's 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 here's, here's how I tell people to negotiate all the time. Right, because it is. It's like it's like you don't want to give back. You always start. So when I tell folks, right, let's say I'm just making this up. Let's say you negotiate for the like you get an offer that's a hundred thousand dollars, right? right? Yeah. Off the riff, whatever. So if you know that your offer range is eighty to a hundred thousand dollars, whatever, and not hundred to hundred ten thousand dollars, off the riff, you should know that. All right, when they give me that, I'm gonna ask for another fifteen. Right. Right. So they come and say. Jared, we're going to give you this offer. We're so excited. We're going to give you the offer for $100,000. Immediately you go, thank you so much. You know, I'm so excited about this opportunity. I truly appreciate it. Look, to be 100% honest with you, I genuinely thought this was going to be about 115. Right. So you answer it right away. And the reason why you answer it right away, because if you didn't, if you if you got back to them in two days and said, I think 115, they can say that's bullshit. And we can get it for like 103. Right. Because yeah. it took them two days to think about it. But if you say it right off the riff, they're like, okay, this he, Jared really wants this. Now they come back and they're going to say, Something like Jared, I don't know. We're we're at the top of our cap, you know. Let us go back to uh, the finance folks, and we can see what I could do. Now, twelve to twelve to fourteen or so hours later, they're going to come back and say, Jared, hey, we got a great deal for you, Jared. Um, we couldn't give you another fifteen. We couldn't get you to one fifteen, but what we could do is we get you to one away. Right. Is that cool? And you say, you know, somewhere a little over half, and you say, well, that's great, and I really appreciate it. Now you do the math in your head. Why don't we make this right? You see, I'm trying to get to 115. You're trying to bring me to 108. Why don't you just give me a signing what? bonus then? Oh, okay. The amount of seven. That way I get to 115 for the first year and we're good. And I get what I want. You get what you want. The following two to three years after that. Right. They come back and say, all right, well, yeah, you know, that's all right. Let's see. What we could do it. Cool. We could do that. Great. Then you get that seven. Then you negotiate your severance package. Most people don't never negotiate their severance, right? Because you don't think about getting laid off or getting let go. And most of the time, if you're lucky, you've been someplace for like three, four years, you might get two weeks payout. And that's not shit. Yeah, facts. You know, so so I always tell people, uh, try to negotiate how long you think it'll take you to get a job. Now, the more senior you get, the harder you it takes. Right? If you're a regular designer, that shit might take you like a month. You know, you're a director of design that might take you two months. Now, when you become like, you know, myself level C-suite, like that shit will take me like 16 to 18 months easy. Right. So you have to make sure that you have that runway so that you don't lose your fucking house and all that, man. Yeah, man. You know? That's facts. Yeah. Shit. I'm going to be honest with you. You that know, real. <laughs> class, self-class session. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you in the in the 
entire time I've been working legally since <laughs> it's 14. Um, I've never in my life ever met a person that ever said to me, negotiate your severance package. This yeah. is the first, this yeah. is the yeah. first time I, I ain't gonna hold you. I've tried. I yeah. tried. They the I'm severance saying, is what they were like, no. Yeah. I've never heard. like, no, yeah. man, yeah. this is the little like I, I call every bullshit excuse in the world. You know what I'm saying? But I negotiated up on the salary, but yeah. the severance, they was like, nah, man, it's already that's across the board type shit. But here's another thing, too. Get yourself a fucking lawyer. I've talked to, I have so many other friends that are C-suite that I'm like, yo, I'll get my attorney to do. They're like, attorney, what? I'm like, are you fucking crazy? You don't have an attorney? I don't give a fuck who you are. Get an attorney because it might cost you a couple thousand, two, three, four thousand dollars, but that's the money you end up getting for your signing bonus back, right? You take it out of that cut so you don't feel as though you're doing, you're, you're losing. But bro, when I negotiate, man, when I negotiate, I basically, I got one or two options. Either I throw my guy forward and say, hey, you can go ahead and take it. And I step out and he'll go one-on-one -on -one with them. Or I could play the middleman. So they'll give me an offer. They'll give me whatever. I send it to him. He writes it. And I copy and paste my response back. Oh. You know and another thing, too, as you get more senior, the other shit you want to this is like the this is like the best kept secret. So when we talked about earlier about, damn, you get no pension and how do you get paid out? Because realistically, what we all end up doing, you all start spending majority of the check you get. I don't give a fuck if you make 100, 200, 500, 600,000. The more you make, the more you spend. It's a fact, right? Yeah. Um, so the way you really get hit is LTIs. Mm -hmm. LTI is long-term incentives, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Oftentimes that's used to say, shit, uh, we're going through a merger or we just acquired, acquired this company. I need to transition some people over, you know, chatty yo, we need you here for the next year. If you're here for the next 12 months, I'll drop you $30,000, mm. $40,000. But here's how you negotiate that. Because here's what a lot of leaders, executive leaders do. They'll say, okay, boom, I want an LTI. And when you get an LTI, most of the time, that's like options, right? Yeah. So you'll, you can negotiate. And I know some dudes who got some big hits. You could say like, I want 30%, 40%, 50%, or 100% of your fucking bonus. So now you're making $100,000 a year, $300,000 a year. That LTI is hit after your first three years of being here because they're options, right? Yeah. Once three years up, boom, you pull it out. So now once you hit three years, every single year you're pulling out a hundred thousand or two hundred or three hundred thousand, whatever your salary is, on top of your bonus, and you take that money, you stack it. That's a message. Sometimes shit. No, I'm saying I seen you looking for it. I'm like, oh, he ready for it. No, and I was crunching yeah. the numbers and like shit, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. You doing you do yeah, you know, you're doing 150, let's 200, 150, 200 every year. Boom, boom, boom. Take it out, boom, boom, boom. Do that for five years. You got a mill. Let me ask you a question though. Um, when you're taking it out, because this is very, very important, right? Because when you double tax that kind of money, tax. I was gonna say that. Yeah. What is the tax rate? on taking that money out yeah. because you know a lot of motherfuckers that take that money out and forget that they got yeah, 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 yeah. in the so next you, year or two be fucking upside down yeah when you withdraw your options you get you get hit when you you get hit on that fee when you take it out right. and then you get hit again a second time when you do your total income total income right? total it's income for the year for that year then it's like boom because now it's like it's added up so you're doing 100 you got another 100 taken out boom your income for the year is 200 now you're getting taxed at 200 instead of 100 yeah, that's kind of that's kind of yeah. the way um, but baseline this way. annuities work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Baseline annuities work that way. 
You stack the money in the annuity, you can take it out for certain reasons, but if you take cash out, the cash out, they tax you like 20% on taking the cash out, right? Then once you add it to whatever income now, that should have throw you up to a whole nother, you know, tax bracket. And now, you know, like you said, you might, now you owe 15,000 for the year. You know what I'm saying? Like you looking like this. But that's why you spend that shit. That's what you spend. So what you end up doing is you spend your salary and you stack that shit. Stack that. And then when that tax comes, well, you got to pay something, boom, use that, hit back, yeah. you know? But that should be the stash that you don't t- uh, touch. Like, you stick it away. Like, I got an E-Trade account, and my shit goes there, and I don't fuck with it. It shit yeah. just sits there, and it, and, it, and it multiplies, bro, you know? Shit, yeah, I ain't mad. Man, God damn, boy. Well, <laughs> my new best motherfucking friend. This is a face. Math is mathing, y'all. You want, me to, you want me to walk the dog for you, Walt? I'm going to walk the dog. <laughs> no, the thing that's crazy, though, is we don't talk about this shit, man. We don't talk about this shit. You know, I tell people all the time, like, share, 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 you know? Devil's advocate, though. We don't talk about it. I got to say it. We don't talk about it because enough of us ain't even in the position, one, one, to even understand what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Number two, we're not even in a position to even have that kind of a conversation. You understand what I'm saying? If somebody doesn't understand what you're talking about, your mouths will be speaking a different language. You understand? So you say all that shit to somebody that is ignorant. That shit, like a 747, goes right yes, over sir. the fucking head. They, they tune you out after the first line or two, and then you're talking to a wall. You know but, what I mean? But, it, but I mean, it's a but process. Look. It's a step, right? You, the first step is getting them in the door. No, right. I, think, I think the first step is we got to redefine what financial literacy looks like fundamentally from the fucking ground yeah. up. Yeah, the you ground know where it, starts, man? it starts. It starts with the circle circle that you surround yourself with, man. Because if you're gonna surround yourself with ignorant niggas, and that's that's what you're gonna get. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, let's push this shit instead. You know, like bro, like I surround myself with some of the most fucking successful people in the world. My one of my mentors, Antonio Lucio, is like one of the most well known fucking renowned CMOs in the fucking planet, bro. Like CMO of Facebook, he was CMO of HP, CMO of Visa, CMO of Pepsi. Like, you know, my my other circle of other C-suite creative executives that are black. Like, I surround myself with success because when you constantly around success, all you know is success. You think success, right? You think in your, your approach to your work and your shit is different, you know what I'm saying? So be around the people that you want to be, you know, be the, be the it's okay with being the dumbest nigga in the room. That's cool, you know, because that's, that's, that's how we learn. Yeah, no fact. Yeah. And, you know, again, I got to play devil's advocate. Yes, you can do that at the level that you are on now, right? The reason that we use this platform is to give that, you know, the education back to mm-hmm. the hood. And I'm going to tell you, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I'm going to talk about nobody else. One of the hardest things I ever did in my fucking life was breaking the educational training that the hood trained me to understand that was normalcy. You understand what I'm saying? The first thing is understanding that there's a problem. The second thing is deciding, well, is this my situation? Do I like it or do I want to change? And the third thing is breaking away from it. You understand? Those three things are some of the hard, some of the hardest decisions I ever made in my fucking life. And I'm going to yeah. tell you right now, everybody don't have the mental fortitude to break free Absolutely. of that shit. Absolutely. They do not. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah. so when I say when I say let's have this converse- conversation fundamentally, that's the reason why, because it starts with us going to fucking school for eight, 10 hours a day. Right. We're going to school and they're not teaching us what they need to teach us to prepare us properly for adulthood. 
So by, yeah. by them teaching us a bunch of bullshit, and then we go to the block and the people that we're looking up to, the hustlers, the drug dealers, whoever's getting money, they not teaching us shit, but yes, what cool. they're doing. But so, you, so you make a point. So you make yeah. a point, right? The point yeah. is that, and this is a bigger issue, right? Like mm -hmm. people like us need to be in those spaces. People yeah. like need to go to those those high schools because these niggas think that like I got to push rock or I got to fucking sh shoot a fucking ball or catch a ball in the end zone to fucking get paid and get out of here. And that's not the case. Like real real talk, bro. I, I make a lot more than a lot of NFL niggas, and that's a fact. Right. That's a fucking oh, fact. Man. Right. And so like when niggas when like, when I go when I go to schools and I talk to people. They're like, yo, you know, I can fucking rap. Well, good. That's dope. Know what else you could do? You could be a fucking copywriter and write these commercials. Because the same shit you're writing on fucking paper with these lyrics is you're, you, you're a copywriter. Yo, I could fucking tag. I could, I could sketch. I could draw. Cool. You know what you are? You're a fucking art director. You could build these fucking ads, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. you, got a, you got a vision. You think about shit. Cool. You can make these fucking commercials too. You get the culture? Yo, this is what I'll tell you. There's, there's black people and, you know, so many kids I mentor and they say, yo, I feel so uncomfortable when I'm in these rooms. I'm in these white spaces. And I say, yo, that is your fucking superpower. You want to know why? Because the amount of money black people fucking spend every year that every fucking brand wants to touch. Guess what? Brands don't fucking get us. They try to. But then with, that's when you see that performative work come out. Yeah, right. Cool. So I tell people, that's your fucking superpower. And that is your fucking that is why you need to get out there and fucking speak up and speak from your chest and be fucking proud about what you bring to the table. You know, so so again, it's like it's you know, you need to get out and like, and that's part of too. Like when I show up at some of these schools, I was speaking at a, at a school down in the Lower East Side, yeah. you know, a, a STEM school with all black students, and it was fucking dope, man. Seeing all these kids learning and what they do and whatnot. But when I showed up and I walked on that that like in front of the classroom, and I had J's on and some jeans and a hoodie, and my hair like this, they were like, "What the, f what? You could do that?" I'm like, "Hell, why the fuck can't you?" Yeah, man. Yeah. Every kid in there was dressed just like me. You could do the same shit as me. You could go in, in here and run these companies. Absolutely. Oh, damn. He curses a lot. I fucking do. That's how I talk. And guess what? You can do that shit too. You know, it's totally fine. You know, but they need to see that. You know, they see, you know, I got a rolly on my wrist and all this shit, ice. And they're like, damn, wow, that's what. Yes. You don't have to be a fucking ball player to get this shit. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like when, when I show them, they're like, I'm doing fucking commercials with Kid and Play, you know, all these different people, celebrities. Like, yo, like, it's it's wild. And everyone can have this type of opportunity because it's not hard to be fucking creative. It's about getting into the spaces and getting the opportunity, right? That's real, too, man. But getting getting the opportunity is hard, bro. Like, yeah. Except for some, you know what I'm saying? For yeah. a lot. Yeah. No, not, you know, like I said, we, the conversation just has to be had, man. Yeah, yeah. The more that we have these conversations, the more that we can start to change um, the generations. We're not going to get everybody. It, it is what it is. It's a numbers game. But yeah, of course. we have the conversation more, then we change more minds. And eventually, right, eventually what happens is our learned behavior changes completely. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We talked about this shit the other day on the podcast. Yo, when I grew up, in, I'm from Forest Projects. When I grew up, if you went to school and you was a nerd, you was the, the bummest, like, stupidest. Man. We used to beat you up. Like, mm -hmm. being smart being smart was taboo, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, do you understand the ignorance that, that, that yeah, fucking yeah. culture teaches you? Yeah. Being smart was taboo, bro. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? And 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 I, and I told the story, and I, I'll tell it to you, right? And I'll give you an example of that, right? Like, if you don't know, you don't know, right? So I took the, you know, when you go to high school, um, for you know, I took the specialized high school test, right? To get into specialized high school, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Tech, Iverson, Bronx High School of Science, etc. Right? I think I made like three out of the four. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to go to Bronx High School of Science. Me and my mother 
went to the fucking orientation. Mm -hmm. Wrong school of science, right? Engineering, you know, this shit is top notch. I walk in, I look to the left, look to the right. I'm in the middle of the fucking auditorium. Nothing but Asians. Mm -hmm. Nothing but Asians. I looked at my mother like, you are out of your rabbit ass mind. If you think I'm going to this school and I'm going to be the only black kid in this fucking school and walked out. Now, once again, no disrespect to my moms, but she from the streets too. Like she don't know. So she let me, again, I'm 13, 14 years old, making a decision that could ultimately affect the whole course of my fucking life. Mm -hmm. You understand? Now, mind you, I'm not the average 13, 14 year old. I'm, I'm getting it and I'm a lot more advanced, but still, because she didn't know she let me walk out. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what I'm talking about. Like, and I ended up going to a dope school anyway, but it was more diverse. I went for football. <laughs> see, I went for football. So instead of going for this, I went for the body. You yeah, see, yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, if you don't know, you just don't know. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, it, and, it's, and it's only until we start having more of these conversations and more of these conversations and this type of talk becomes the commonplace that we are actually going to get through to the youth, you know what I'm no, saying? But, but it's the double standards in the culture too, in general. Like you said, the nerd, the nerd was the motherfucker that got beat up all the time, right? Yeah. But look, we'll be the same culture that'll be like, oh my God, Johnny just got shot. Yo, that, that's fucked up. Yo, he was a yeah. good kid. And then go up the block and celebrate the shooter. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, so how do we break that down systemically as a culture? But that's the bullshit yeah. that we got to really break down, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How do we get to a point where it is cool to be that? I think it's the culture shifting now. Like you said, with the younger generation, like snitching is, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't yeah. really give a fuck about snitching. They don't, and you're not writing your rhymes. Remember back in our day, you couldn't, you didn't write your rhymes. I couldn't talk to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I couldn't listen to your shit. Now it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The way we consume content is different. The way we do a lot of things is different, bro. But we really have to break down that systemic you know, that, pre that press of mindset, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's facts. I think it's the, you know, it's the real simple, we are shifting and we have to shift from the crab in the barrel mentality to the each one, teach one mentality. Mm. Fuck the no. crab in the barrel shit. Each one, teach one. You understand what I'm saying? And and if we let go of the fear, I be telling motherfuckers all the time, like, bro, give me, give me, give me, give me an idea and it's a million dollar idea. And they be like, what? I be like, Give me an idea and I guarantee you can make a million dollars from it. And people don't understand when I say that. And I'm like, bro, listen, I know I know somebody that sells petrified horse shit. Like she has a farm. She gets the horse shit. She petrifies it. And then she sticks a clock in it. She's a millionaire. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like almost any idea you can think of, any job, any fucking area, you can become super successful. Like, you know why? Because we're real left. That's because the world prints money. You got to understand where yeah, I'm coming yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Prints money. That means that I don't need to step on your toes. I don't need to do the same. It's the fear is gone. When you understand that the world prints money and it's never going to run out of money. And just because you're successful doesn't mean I can't be equally successful or whatever, whatever. Then you 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 let go of the fear because people are scared. Yeah. That's what, that's what it is, bro. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fear of there's a there's an absolute fear of kind of going out and stepping out and do your own thing, right? Yeah. Like, but I would also do I want to say a fact too. It's like if you look at you know VCs and where they put their money, like they barely give it to black people. Like I started a, a, a I started this crazy dope um, music app, you know, that I launched like uh, right before the pandemic, like four and a half years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And it was this app that was you know location based app that was streaming local artists around your area. You can kind of move around, and to us, it was like genres wasn't hip hop, you know, jazz and pop. 
genres is location because if you had listened to a hip-hop artist in brooklyn versus a hip-hop artist in la versus a hip-hop artist in austin they all sound entirely different right yeah bro this shit was crazy we was growing our fucking user base like crazy we was growing our, our fucking you know artist base like crazy and we go into these rooms and talk to these white men and they just didn't fucking get it right yeah. and i'm like a legit ass executive and they wouldn't give me the fucking money and then after like two years we were like fuck it we just fold it and put it on the shelf for a little bit but that but like that shit, I went for like a year and a half trying to get that money, man. And I'm like, and I'm not like, I'm not a fucking scrub. Like, I fucking know people. I, I've been places, but like, getting that money is really fucking hard. Now, mm. I, I say to people, if you can bootstrap the shit and, and you have people that are ready to kind of like go at it hard and, and, and not worry about getting paid and take some type of equity, then dope. That's the move. But if you're trying to look for investment, it's, it's, it's not easy, man. But that's the problem. So, how do we get more black entrepreneurs in the tech space if we don't? How do you build an app without capital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's mean, the crazy like, shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 called working for free, bro. You know, like I built, I built, we built our whole app just like between four of us, and we just all like scrapped and did shit for free. But like a lot of people don't want to do that shit, you know. But you have to look Never for people lie. who have the same level of vision as you. You know, the same feeling that like, yes, this shit is going to see. Yes, we're going to do this. Yes, this shit is going to get paid. We worked on this for like two and a half, almost three fucking years, yeah. and got nothing out of it. You um, know, but but I gotta say it, man. Where the fuck is the people that say they rock with you? Where the fuck is the people that say, yeah, this is my man, Walt's my guy, all this shit. Where the fuck was you at when you knew I was looking for this capital? Yeah. Even if it's not money, let's take money off the table. You know how many people that you might have known just off of who they are as a person, their following, their community, if they would have championed your app or even spoke out or helped promote Posted it. it you understand? It changes the whole direction of, oh, yeah. of, of your fucking conversation. Where the fuck are those people at? Is yeah. my beat, yeah. right? Yeah. Where the fuck are you at? That's what I'm talking about when it comes to the support. Like, you understand? Everything is not about money. Mm -hmm. Everything is not about money, right? You just came on the show and gave us some game. I'm 44 fucking years old. And you just taught me some shit that I never heard of in my life. And mm -hmm. I've been working, I've been working legally since 14. So that's 34 fucking years of legal work, mm -hmm. and I've still never heard of what you said. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is what I'm trying to explain to you, right? This is that that's why we gotta have these different type of conversations because like I feel like when we also get in position and we talk about the difference between the crab and the barrel and the each one teach one is we're so thirsty to get put on, we work so fucking hard, then we get in the room and then we want to shut the fucking door behind us. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you know, like it's not a lot of us, it's not a lot of us, and then when you get in there, it's like all right, I'm in here, it's plenty of us. Fuck it, fuck everybody. Yeah. You want to close the door behind you. It's house niggas, yeah, man. There's a house nigga mentality. That's a, that's yeah, that's just like, but you gotta understand too, like that was that was ingrained in us for centuries, bro. Yeah, I mean, from fucking slavery times when they put the one nigga in the house and the other outside, yeah. and it was like, yo, you know, you tell them this nigga, you let us know when this nigga's doing bad, then we got you. Yeah. You got a warm bed at night, you got warm food every night to eat, you know. Saying? So they conditioned black people to fight against each other, right? To round each other. It's, it's crazy. And so, yeah, you see the same mentality today, unfortunately. Yeah, a yeah, lot of a lot of black execs. Yeah, it's, it's 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 nasty work, man. And and you know, forget execs. Like you said, it starts it starts with the conditioning. Now you understand what mm -hmm. I was saying, right? It starts with the conditioning because we've been conditioned so long. You know, we teach each other behavior, right? So let's talk about it, Walt. Right? And you're gonna know what I'm going with this, right? When they say like you are who you keep your surroundings around, yeah, right? Yeah. We we are mammals, right? Let's talk. Let's talk primalistic. Just learning from it from from just your genetic structure right you're a mammal i'm a mammal if we spend 
a month, two months, three months around each other. Do you know that inadvertently you'll pick up mannerisms that I do? Inadvertently, your speech pattern, I'll start picking up certain ways that you say things or the ways you laugh. We will learn from each other without teaching each other, right? So I don't have to say, hey, Walt, listen, I, you know, I like to scratch my ear a lot. If I do something continuously around you long enough, you will inadvertently start to pick up on these traits and vice versa. If you do things, I'll pick up on if Jared does things, right? So now this is where this shit is, is the key, right? When they develop these, these projects, because that's what the fuck they were, right? They were projects. When they stuck all these people of poverty together, they knew that shit. But they know that if you put somebody around somebody else that's unintelligent, poor, lazy, blah, 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 inadvertently, this shit spreads. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It spreads. Mm -hmm. And you teach each other these shitty-ass habits, these lazy mentality, behavior, uh, work ethics and shit, and it becomes teachable generationally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. What was that show on Netflix? What was it called? Oh gosh, what's it? Jamie Fox. Uh shit, the clone Tyrone. Yes, bro. Yeah, that shit was real. That shit was real. Tell me that doesn't make you think. Talk about it. How many fucking people did that movie go completely over their fucking head? They had absolutely no idea what that fucking movie was about. Yeah, yeah. But like it makes you think, man. It makes you think how you're conditioned, you know, conditioned to think a certain way, conditioned to be a certain way, act a certain way. Yeah, yeah, they you clone know, Gucci man too. I'm just throwing that out. <laughs> Gucci's clone. <laughs> that ain't that ain't the original Gucci with the cone on his face, bro. They got Tyrone, my nigga. <laughs> I'm throwing it out to Gucci, nigga. Blink twice if you need help, bro. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> blink Gucci twice. Came over different, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, um, I I believe like you know, generationally we get sent profits, right? Yes, sir. Profits. That you know, there's one or two people because it can't be everybody, but there's mm-hmm. gonna be one or two special people, man. You know that will come and just change the whole way we are culturally, and I think that's what we're just we just need to pay attention to who's doing that right now and really start understanding how to better ourselves as a culture because. You know, when I grew up, I understood that we didn't have no fucking power. Now that I'm an adult, right? I'm a businessman. I'm educated. We got all the fucking power. You know why we got all the power? Because we do the most spending. Yes. You know why we got all the power? Because uh, per square mile, we are condensed and we live together. The money is all. You understand? Mm-hmm. If you, watch this. If you, Walt, came out with this fucking app. Where you from right now? Where you from? I'm Long Island. Okay. You from Long Island, right? Even though it's residential, let's just do your your county. Uh, what, what county are you from? Yeah, I'm not gonna get my government shit out here right now. I'm in Suffolk County, bro. North oh, that's, that's what I said, Sussex. I'm in Suffolk. <laughs> I, I guessed that shit, right? I said Sussex. I'm in Suffolk. Right? I said so. Let's just say Suffolk County, right? I'm just saying. Just imagine, just your, <laughs> just your county, right? If you came out with an app. And just your county was like, we don't give a fuck. Everybody in this county is going to support Walt's app. You wouldn't need a dollar from an outside investor. Yeah, of course. You wouldn't need shit. If, yeah. you're, if just your county and your community backed you 100% or even 50%, yeah, yeah. investors would be knocking down your fucking door saying, yo, we need you. You understand? And this, this is why, you know, the, the, Jew, the Jewish people get to move the way they move because that's what they do. They back each other. They live together, and their bounce of a dollar stays within their fucking community. You understand? But that, but that's a good question too. Why not go to the black VCs too? And there's only so many black VCs out here, right? Like one thing I don't even the black 
executives that at the top. Like I look at Diddy, right? We thought he owned fucking Ciroc. Yeah, 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 man. We that thought he owned Ciroc. So even him, like it's just a lot of front and there's a lot of bullshit. It's a lot of come on, bro. You not having Ciroc and then Diageo's countersuing you, saying that you was trying to st- stifle other black brands that were trying to come up, saying direct that budget over to your budget and Ciroc, and you don't even own the brand. That's yeah. the crab in the barrel shit that I'm talking about, yeah. and that's at, at the at, highest level. At yeah. six, seven hundred million, a billion, or whatever you fucking worth already, nobody else can. You absolutely right, bro. That was nasty, bro. That's that was that, that, that was nasty. nasty. Yeah. That's disgusting. And it, it is all you know, it is. It's, it's all love. <laughs> it's all love. Do what you do. <laughs> do what you do, bro. But like, that's not how we moving over here, man. When we get yeah. in that position, that's not how we moving. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it, know it, why it, you wouldn't put your own money up. So, you know, a great example of that, um, and he, you know, he's not black, but I remember when, um, what's his name? Um, I'm going to remember his name. Uh, great actor. When he was doing Passion of the Christ, right? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Perfect yeah. example. That movie was one of my favorite movies, bro. Yeah, right now. So you already know where I'm going with this. Mel Gibson wanted to do Passion of the Christ. He wrote Passion of the Christ. Super successful, money, acting, his chops. Ain't nothing to negotiate. Ain't nothing to talk about. If I'm Mel Gibson, you know what I bring to the table. You fuck with me or you don't. They didn't fuck with Passion of the Christ. They didn't fuck with it at all. Nobody wanted to back it. Nobody wanted to give them funds. Nah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. You know what he said? Fuck yeah, I got my own money. I do it myself. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It has to come to a certain point in time where like, I understand we grow up broke. We don't have shit. So we want it all. But I said this on other podcasts. When is enough enough, bro? Real fucking talk, bro. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. 800 million, 900 fucking a billion dollars. You're never going to spend that shit in your lifetime. When is enough enough where it's like, when do you start giving back to actually bring up the fucking generation? Because you guys have the power at this point to actually change the fucking generation easily. Yeah. But you don't. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of that too is, um, I think this is something that I, I think the friends I know and whatnot, and even my own personal career, I think this is the things that, late 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 in your career like like i i look at myself and say like i'm in in terms of my and everyone looks at success differently you know what i'm saying everybody right. measures it differently right. um to me myself like i consider myself successful i never thought that i'd be where i am today never thought in a million fucking years right um and that's why i've kind of gotten to this point like we all and i say this a lot like we all have that one grandparent that's right yeah like your friends come in the room with your girl your wife it's like yo you know she, grandma's gonna say some real wild shit i just want you to know just so you, before you come in this room she's not gonna mean it like i feel like i've gotten to that point in my career and i think a lot of people do and when you get to that point where you're like you don't give a fuck and 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 it becomes less about the money and the material shit right it really does and then it's about what am i leaving behind you know, because like every person, I don't give a fuck who you are. Every person that has some level of success, right, got there from working hard and striving and trying to be different, trying to be unique, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you, every single one of those individuals gets to one point in their life where they say, "Success to me now means I have to leave." So how do I leave my DNA here, yep. Yep. right? And 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 do and and more than just your season, your kid, but like how do I leave or make an impact that people are going to remember me from? And I think if we start to think about that impact and what we're doing, but with with our community in mind. I think we could see a massive change and shift, man, and in, in, in how we move and, and how we, you know, get to successful, you know, moves in our careers. Nah, facts. Just all keep popping in my damn room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be there to walk him. No problem. See, that's because he want to go out. He want to go out. <laughs> I'm to walk him tomorrow. Don't worry about. It. I'm gonna take care of that for you. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> 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 you gonna take care of that for? <laughs> pause, pause, pause.
Yo, yo, hold on. He said he said to leaving the DNA, and I let him rock with it because I knew where he was exactly. going. I was gonna say that too, but you. Oh, he was said going to leave the DNA, and I'm I was going like, with the A. I almost yo. pressed the button, bro. I almost hit. I was like, nah, but that's a clip, so I can't. He caught it, right? So I mean, come on, like, you know, Walt, man. Um, it is is it is absolutely refreshing to talk to somebody with with intelligence and and. Even if we don't agree, because we're not going to agree on everything, right? Mm-hmm. But it's absolutely refreshing to me when I have these intelligent conversations um, with people that I understand, they understand, get it. You yeah. know what I mean? The, the big picture. The big picture, because here's the thing about this shit, real without being on the soapbox shit. All you fucking millionaires, hear me right now. Zoom in on the camera, right? Zoom, camera man, camera one. <laughs> How you doing? Which I don't understand on this shit is. Uh-oh. Here we go. What okay. I don't understand is this, man. Life is a fucking circle, right? Life is a circle, right? And Champ said it, right? Good is the enemy of, of great, right? And, and extraordinary is mandatory. How do we all end up here? It don't matter where the fuck I grew up at. Don't matter what Jared grew up at. Don't matter what Walt grew up at. Guess what? We could all end up in the same fucking spot at yeah. the same time. And what you don't realize is you, you are now, once we end up in that same spot, you are now a privy to what I decide to do in the moment. So if my mindset is not yours and we end up in the same space in the same time, then I might give you a reaction that you don't fucking like. So all that shit that y'all doing when y'all think that y'all above and we ain't going to never be in the same room in the same time is bullshit. You better cut that shit out because what you realizing now is you doing a lot of stupid shit where you think it ain't going to come back to bite you in the ass and it's coming back to bite you in the ass. Message. (laughs) I bet. Well, here's the thing too, man. We start to think about that and you know, one thing I, I I don't really talk about a lot, but it's it's a fact is that success brings some crazy shit too, Fact. right? Success Ooh. brings crazy shit too, and I think that you know you have to have a certain level of 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 not giving a fuck, right? And especially when you speak your mind and do something, I can't tell you the amount of shit that I get in my DMs, bro. The shit, the emails that the the you know white folks, racist folks send to my fucking job about this and that, and oh he's doing this and trying to get it's crazy, yeah. it's crazy. Um, but I'll tell you, man, and what I tell my my you know people I mentor is like, actually I'm gonna switch it up. What do y'all know? The only bird that attacks and that will dare to attack an eagle. Wait, say that again. No, the only bird, the only bird attack. that would dare to attack an eagle, is a fucking crow. Right? I was gonna say a crow too. Right. Yeah. So, 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 know what a, so know what a crow does yeah. is a crow will come up from behind and jump on its back and then start to peck on the back of its neck. Mm-hmm. You know what the eagle does? Eagle doesn't give a shit. Eagle yeah. let him sit there. And then the eagle will spread its wings and soar as high as fuck into the sky. Mm-hmm. And the higher it goes, what happens is oxygen, all that stuff starts yeah, to go away. They can soar yeah. higher than a crow. So right. once it gets to that level where they, they're gassed out and can't breathe anymore, guess what happens? Crow falls out. Crow, crow falls off. Right. So I say that because like, all you got to do is keep fucking soaring. Keep fucking doing your thing. You can't waste time thinking about people that are hating you, people in your DM, people in your messages. Like that shit, I'll, I'll be honest, man. Like that shit for a moment took a toll on me because I was reading every fucking thing that people were saying. Imagine. You know, and the shit will fuck with your head. But, you know, if if people are doing shit like that, then it means you're doing the right thing. But, but, but <laughs> right? I, I, that's a fact. But how how did you get through? I'm pretty sure there was some low moments, bro. How did you get through yeah. those? I mean, yeah, I I did, bro. Because like people trying to cost me my fucking job, and that's my livelihood. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if for coming from where we come from, bro, yeah. I already yeah. know what you're yeah. thinking. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, how'd you get through that? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, it was friends, man, and just kind of like rolling with the punches. And then I just got to this point where, like, man, I just kind of I gotta stop giving a shit about this stuff. It was wild, man. It was like, like I, I for sure had had some lows, and I think it, you know, mostly too through the pandemic, man, because like I was I was dealing with so much, I was saying so much, I was trying to help black people and shit. Then I was, you know, pressing people reaching out and asking me all these questions, and like I'll never forget, bro. Like I had a. I had a moment where I literally fucking broke down and it was like, I was, I was mentoring this young black girl from Yale and she was fucking dope. Like she had been in the market for like a year and a half and like, you know, creative. And she was at this company and she was just getting shit on. She was just mistreated and micromanaged or uh, micromanaged and all kinds of stuff. Right. And um, what was wild to me is just how brilliant this girl was and how she was like, you know, I'm going to stick through this shit and I'm going to fight through this. And she had just so much willpower and I had like that day, I, I had, I don't know who I called out the day before, but I had like a lot of press hit me up all day. Hey, can you ask a question about this? And like, and people in my messages and shit. And this, this just the tenacity that this girl had, like how fucking the courage she had and how confident she was about like not giving a fuck. Like literally, bro, like I'm in the middle of shit and I broke down crying, like literally. Wow. And she yeah. was like, and she was like just shocked. And I was like, yo, I'm sorry. It's just like, you inspire me. I mean, it seeing is. someone like you who's, you know, massively educated, someone who's coming in this space and who's going to change this trip for the better. And that shit just makes me feel good. But I also realized in that moment, the way I broke down, I was like, damn, I need, I need fucking time. I was like mentoring like 10, 15 people a week, doing my job, dealing with press, dealing with all this shit. And uh, it, it made me realize I needed to stop and slow down. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I did a post on social. I was just like, yo, I can't take any more mentees. I can't, you know, no press. I can't do anything. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I, I need a month. And I just fucking took a month off, man. And just like not off work, but like off social, off responding to anybody, just removing myself entirely to find peace. Uh, because like mental health is real, bro. Like, it, like, wow. you, like, you know, it's real. It can affect you. Like mental health can kill you, bro. You know, you start stressing out. That shit will raise your blood pressure. You stroke out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, so so it's 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 real, man. So time, man. You need time. You need time to breathe. Time to be you. Time to get out the house and do the things that make you happy, bro. That's real, bro. Mm-hmm. Shit. Message. So talked about that shit. I think one of the last couple episodes too, man, about mental health in, in the black and brown community and how we are so fucking afraid to ask for help because we feel like it's taboo. Yo, we don't talk about it. We don't. It's talk the same thing. It's the same exact thing with with black families. So black families with with uh, children who are mentally disabled, mm-hmm. right? Never fucking talk about it. Yeah. They keep them home. They try to take care of themselves. When in actuality, they should be at a school, at a program, getting educated and learning. But they fucking the black mentality is we got to keep them home. We don't want to tell anybody about it. You know, this is this is this it's is the an, way. It's we, an embarrassment because they feel like. You don't want somebody to judge you, but yeah. how can we judge you, bro? Listen, life is a is 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 a gamble, bro. When yeah. you create a life, it's like a fucking salad, man. It's yeah. everything you don't know yeah. what you're gonna get, man. It's like hitting a fucking lotto. Yeah. So yeah. if you get a child that needs, you know, some extra time and, and care and attention, then you you do that shit. Yeah. Who yeah. gives a fuck? And we're not perfect, bro. But again, it's, it's the fucking stigmatism of, of the hood, man. Exactly. You know, bro, I go look, I, I have every fucking Tuesday. From two to three o'clock, I have therapy, and that's real talk. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like two to three every day, and it's good because you got to have somebody you can bounce the shit off. You can't always bounce the shit off your spouse or your friends and shit. Yeah. Like you create these safe spaces, and you're able to actually have someone really think about you know what it is you're going through and assess you know you from a different level. Yeah. And it's so helpful, man. I tell every like bro, like you don't have to have problems to yeah. see a therapist. It's just good to have someone you could just have 
this one-to-one conversation with who, you know, will always play the middle, you know, and give you like real, real, real advice. So recommend it for everybody, man. That's yeah. real, bro. Nah, I, I, that's that's a fact. No, yeah, Jared, go ahead. no, no, no. I was gonna ask you that's a perfect segue, bro, because I want to hear more about the um the the, the campaign, bro. Because we were talking about yeah, oh. you t- tell us about that, bro. Yeah. The Advil, the Advil, the Advil, yes, yeah, racing yeah, awareness. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was uh so we created what was called the pain equity project. And underneath that, we we created the first campaign uh called Believe My Pain. And like I was saying, like, you know, it's wild because Advil is is essentially like the first brand that's coming out into market and saying systemic racism is baked into the healthcare system. I mean, this is shit that the wow. three of us and every black person has known no. forever, but no one has had the confidence as a brand to actually step up and say, yeah, this is a problem. Right. And so, you know, the, you know, the insights and the data will show you, I mean, when you have women like Serena Williams, who's like one of the most, arguably the most, you know, best athlete of our fucking time, right. Who, her job is to know her body better than anyone else in the fucking world who can go into a a, a room to have a, a child and tell you them something's wrong with me. I need you to listen and not listen and literally almost fucking die. That's wild. Like, what the fuck does that mean for your wife or your girl or whomever this this black going in? Please, we won't have a fucking second shot. So the idea was, you know, we need to create solutions. And when you look into the medical school, literally right now. These students are having reading books that say black people have thicker skin than white people. That is absolutely fucking false. They're reading books that say we have a higher, higher threshold of pain than white folks. That is absolutely false. But this is shit that was literally fucking made in the 30s, 40s, 50s that they're still fucking learning by today. So the objective as a campaign is we want to drive awareness. But before driving awareness, we need to show the black community that we have listened. Right. And we've taken the time to hear. So what we ended up shooting is we shooting, we shot uh, like a, a three or four part uh, documentary. They were rolling out month to month the piece of content. We shot um, uh, patient stories like black people telling their stories and whatnot, but did it in a way that's really beautiful and elegant, man, and powerful. Um, and this content launched in September. It'll go all the way through February. Uh, and then in January, we're, we, we partner with Morehouse and Black Health. So in January, we're actually releasing or rolling out a class. Right, a curriculum that we're going to roll out for us at Morehouse University, their medical school, and then we're going to get this to roll out in a ton of other white medical schools, so they change the way they're actually thinking about how they deal with Black people and, and communicate with Black people in wow. these rooms, uh, and, and a whole slew of other things, man. But it's like it's they made a five-year commitment, and this is not like a quick campaign. They made a five-year commitment to making this change. That's five. What, what would make Advil? I'm just curious, like because no brands stepped out and, and wanted to talk about a call, especially for our people. What would make Advil do that? Yeah, I mean, Advil is an interesting brand, man. I mean, for one, they have a, a black CMO, right? She's she's that dope, makes sense. and and her their head of marketing is is also black um, female. Um, who get it, who, who understand, who have had their own problems. But, you know, when our strategy team went back and, and, you know, Advil wanted to do some purposeful work and they started pulling back these data points and kind of like pulling, peeling back the onion, so to speak. Um, it was just like a, a topic that we no one could deny and, and kind of back down from. But, you know, something we worked for about 18 months on, man. And it was wow. like really getting there and, and, and ensuring that we get out and say the right thing, because it's not like we want to come out and actually shit on HCPs or doctors. Right. Because no. like we need them to be siding with us. So how do we kind of toe the line of being real and raw, but also, you know, allowing doctors to basically step up and say, yeah, we need to do better. And I tell you, bro, like probably one of the lowest weeks of my fucking life. Uh, was in that middle of the campaign or towards the tail end. I think it was like this, uh, like June, July, July was. And for a week, I, I had to sit in on casting interviews with, with all these different black people. And it was like 9, 10, 12 people every single day, Monday through Friday, telling the most horrific fucking stories, bro. Like 
crazy shit about like you know you know fibroids almost killing them and doctors like one of the young ladies we have on our on our on our thing here uh, on a show bro she she was having she had like three three children or four children so knows what it felt like to be to give birth on, on her last child she's like yo something is not wrong like my my heart feels funny no no no, no you're fine you're fine you're fine no, can you can you check? No, you're fine. You're you're fine. It was a regular pregnancy. You're fine. It's just probably your blood pressure. Um, she was going to a doctor for like four or five years complaining about this shit, right? And uh, finally, she wait, went wait, she wait. four or five years after giving birth. She's yeah. still complaining about her complaining heart about these problems. Crazy. Yeah. And they're not checking, right? Five just, years, yeah, bro. And they're checking her out, and they're like, "Yo, you're fine. You're fine. They're doing the bare minimum. You're fine. You know, like little stethoscope shit. And you're fine." Finally, she she switched doctors and went to you know another doctor and. Um, they did some CAT scans, did a whole bunch of shit to her, and they said, You know, you have holes in your heart. She said, what do you mean you have holes in your heart? You've been having small fucking heart attacks for fucking years, and no one noticed that. Wow. Yeah. So many. It she's created all these holes in her heart, and then like has to for her entire life, man, have to take all these medications and be treated and shit. Like shit like that. That's crazy. But oftentimes again, it's like Black people go in these medical rooms and they say, hey, something's wrong and we're not being heard and we're not being listened to. That's crazy, man. Yeah. But sh shout out to shout out to Advil. And, and this is why it's so important going back to our earlier conversation of having black and brown leadership. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and these stories wouldn't be told. These stories wouldn't be told, right? Or, or how many stories that, that just haven't been highlighted, bro? Is there, I'm curious, is there anything y'all doing for the people who didn't get casted? What about those people? How do you get their stories amplified? No, I mean not not right now. I think we're gonna we'll at some point I'm sure have more social activation campaigns where we can allow other people to actually share their stories and get Makes involved. Sense. You know, um, you know, when you're casting for the this type of work, it's like, you know, our big thing is age, right? Like we want to make sure we had a slew like eighteen year old to like, you know, sixty year old, uh different levels of income, right? Because if it was all like people from the hood or whatnot, or people that weren't executives or leaders, they'll say, Oh yeah, of course, of course, because yeah, like none of all live in the hood, so of course they're not getting good medical attention. Yeah, you know, so so it was uh it was important. It's important to just cast like the right people to tell the help you narrate and tell the right story, you know. You know, it'd be dope too. Though. I'm thinking as you're saying that it'd be dope if you guys would create a platform or a website or something like that where people could actually upload their stories and you okay. can have a continuous story. So what if they're on social media and they're not getting enough visibility for a problem? It's something that's life or death, right? Yeah, you yeah, guys yeah, have yeah. that and create that. I mean, I'm pretty sure you thought of something like that, but that'd be super dope. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're thinking of how we create ongoing ongoing messages and whatnot, as well as like we're thinking of different ways we can actually disrupt at some of these medical conferences. So we got some dope shit coming, man, for sure. I, I'm so, looking forward so, to it, bro. Yeah. You know, this shit is, you know, you know what this shit just really brought back for me, Jared. And you gonna, when I say this shit, you're gonna be like, oh shit, that's crazy. Before we understood this educationally in the hood. If something was wrong with you, depending on what was wrong with you, you wouldn't go to a certain hospital. You know that, right, Jared? Like, let's mm -hmm. say Lincoln in the Bronx, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, even though they, like, some hospitals are trauma centers, like Jacoby and shit like that. But if something's wrong, then don't go to Lincoln. Don't go to Lincoln. Don't go to Lincoln. You ought to go to Lincoln if you, if you got a gunshot. You got a no, gunshot when you go to Lincoln. You know what I'm saying? And you, again, uneducatedly, you saying this shit because you know that so many people have gone there and not fucking came home, yeah. right? But you don't understand what is actually going on. But this is just more than one hospital, right? Yeah. St. Barnabas by Fordham Road. Don't go to St. Barnabas. Like, there's so many healthcare institutions that us as a culture, we know that we're not going to get the fucking right yeah. treatment, right? Yeah. We know that, yo, bro, you better just 
take some fucking NyQuil or some shit. Because if you go there, you're not coming back home. Mm. We we know that we're not going to get the fucking right treatment or the respect when we go there. And and then when we have these um cases of being sick where we could, you know, because sometimes sickness comes in stages, right? Where you can you can cure it here, but if it gets here, it's over, right? We end up waiting so long that by the time we do get some fucking proper care, it's too late. Yeah, yeah, that's the a problem. Damage is already fucking done. It's irreparable. It uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? It, it yeah. can't be reversed, right? She no, I couldn't think of the word either. I had to say shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but look, but here, here, that's but here's why. Here's why what we do is so fucking important, man. Yeah, man. Like I tell people all the time, advertising can change the fucking world. Yeah, man. Right, like. And what advertising does so fucking well, and they've done for so long now, is they don't they don't change or create culture. Black people create culture, but then brands tap into that yep. and they help promote it and help shape it, mm-hmm. right? Like people dress the fucking way they do because they see the shit on TV. They talk the way they do because they see the shit on on TV. So we and like and let's be real too. Like look at these last you know campaigns we've seen. We've seen media and ads have like manipulated millions of fucking people into doing a particular thing or thinking a particular way. So I say, yeah, man, like it's so important that we have black and brown people in in leadership roles or in these organizations who help create these campaigns or whatnot because we are uh, we are the ones that are helping shape and mold the next generation by the shit that we are showing. You know the fact that our kids, bro, can see like. Fucking, you know, uh, the fuck is a Black Panther row and see an entire cast of black people. That's crazy. We didn't have, we didn't have that shit. Jerry, you're a little younger, but like Chatty, I mean, you and I growing up, right? Like, <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's a shit, fact, bro. bro. That's, that's a fact, bro. Yeah, like my, my grandmother, my grandmother <laughs> that just passed away because you know I'm I'm Latin and and black. My grandmother that just passed away, bro, she is from Savannah, Georgia. She was alive when segregation was still fucking happening. Do you understand? She was a she was a young woman where the schools were separated, where they couldn't. So I'm you absolutely right, bro. Like I was raised under that fucking mentality, bro. Where you know, because we're not too far off from what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. So it's like like we said earlier, man. It's like seeing is seeing is believing, man. Seeing is believing. So like, you know, that's why, you know, some of the work I do, like with with Advil, you're gonna see some work that I come out with in Progressive in another couple weeks. Like this shit is work that is like inspires black people, man. And and that's and that's important, man. This is what we need to do. I love that shit, man. Fire, man. That's I love that shit, man. Man, I'm gonna let them. I'm gonna let them class. <laughs> see, now I'm even more mad. I missed the first interview. <laughs> the first one was a classic, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. This, this, this one is a classic, classic too. Bro. Listen, this one is a classic, bro. Because again, right, we are gonna change the. Well, hear me say it right yeah. now, Jared. You got guys right now that walk up to Jared in his neighborhood that say, "Yo, you fucking inspire me." Yeah. Right now, now watch. This goes two ways. Jared could have been the biggest fucking drug dealer, the biggest gangster in the hood, and still inspired them in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Now he's doing pot. He he's an executive. He owns his own company. Now he he's inspiring them this way. That now changes the conversation. So hopefully, yeah, he's not going to get through to everybody. But this is what we want. He gets through through the one person. They stop doing stupid yep. shit. They maybe get around another person, and the snowball effect starts. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. This is why we have to have these conversations. Because if Jared can inspire two or three, I can inspire two or three. You can inspire two or three. It Ooh. then becomes a movement. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. But it only happens. I'm just keeping it real with you. It only happens if we try our best to cut 
the fucking bullshit. Stop lying to each other. Stop giving out fucking false information. You know what I'm saying? Be transparent. Uh, stop clubhousing. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because listen, I, I get up, I get up on this fucking microphone, and Jerry get on this microphone, and we give our all and we tell it what it is. Yeah. We yeah. tell it what it is. You know why? Because I don't want you to. It's like my. It's like our kids. We both got sons. I don't want if I if I if I made my if I bumped my fucking head eighteen times. Why would I want you to do it? Mm -hmm. I, I'm laying the road out for you. If I did, if it took me twenty steps to get here and I could get it to you in ten, and you could save fifteen years of your life by not doing the stupid shit that I did, why would you want to travel that road just to say you did it? Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. fact, bro. Just that's the credibility fact. from the hood, and the hood ain't backing you. Okay, I'm, look, I'm dope in the hood, right? Well, okay, I'm that nigga in the hood. Ain't nobody in the hood buying my tape. Ain't nobody in the hood buying my clothes. Ain't nobody in the hood sharing my shit. So all that fucking credibility equal to what? Yeah. That's yeah, it, bro. Nothing. And I'll I tell you right nothing. now, bro. I'm putting it in. We're gonna change the hood, bro. I change promise you, bro. Shit, man. Like, I, I go to the hood right now, bro. I go to the store before yeah. five in the morning, bro. It, yeah. It'll be the first thing. Be like, yo, you see what he's doing, yo? Yeah. You see his social media? You see what bro interviewing? Who doing that? Yo, we just sit there, chop it up. Like, I'm gonna start doing shit in my hood where I don't give a fuck if you selling a pack or something like that. Yo, I'm gonna talk to the OGs. We're gonna get it rocking. Yo, we're gonna have bouncy houses. We're gonna do school giveaways. Yeah, I'm gonna man. have business giveaways in the hood, bro. How many entrepreneurs like myself are in the hood that they don't know? Yeah. Why they don't have vendors set up, booth set up, right? I want the young homies rapping, right? I want to have seminars, social media, like all types of shit in the hood that they're not doing, bro. And I'm going to do that for the hood, bro. Whatever happens, whatever they do with it, we're going to do with it. But yo, we're going to change somebody, man. Now, it, fact, it, ha it has to happen. Listen, it's not a, this shit. If, it's going to happen. It's a fact. If you, if you understand human behavior, it's math. It's all a numbers game. If you consistently do something, the learned behavior changes. Yep. If you consistently yep. do something, the learned behavior changes. So the more you start giving back, the more you start having these conversations, the more you start doing these events, people start thinking differently and then their actions change. Eventually it changes the hood. Now, this is not overnight. We understand yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. marathon, bro. It's a marathon. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not overnight, right? The things that we are putting in place right now is for our families. It's for our yep. Offsprings and, and 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 the generations that that's gonna come behind us. Cause guess what? We standing on the shoulders of Dr. King and Martin and Rosa Parks and the people that came before us. So we yeah. owe it to the hood to do this shit. Absolutely. I was gonna say, bring it up before we before we end off, bro. You yeah. know what? We gotta do the event with you, broski. Yeah. So that's something we definitely we, we already put in them. We already yeah. got the venue. We got Dr. Janice, uh, Dr. J coming through. So we we got we gotta work this shit because this shit gotta be right. Oh no, it's gonna be epic. It gotta I, be right, man. It's gotta be. Oh, and let and let me say this, right? Let me just say this so we have no misunderstandings about this shit, right? For anybody out there listening, understand that Walt, me, Jared, we not talking to you because we overnight successes. Because a lot of y'all motherfuckers, especially this IG generation, instant gratification, y'all motherfuckers think shit happens overnight. It does not. Yeah, it really. does not, right? The reason that I'm a C-suite and I'm 20, 30 years deep in this shit. Walt is deep in it. Jared's been doing this shit a little. We are deep in the fucking game. We got skin in the game. Not only that, whether formally that we went to college and got an education or we have mentors and people that are teaching us, we have learned our craft, right? We have educated ourselves in what we're doing. Stop thinking that this shit is going to happen overnight. If you want a position, you have to train yourself to be the best at it educate yourself so that you know what you're fucking doing so when you have the conversation you don't fucking sound ignorant yep that's a fact though yep facts man facts you know what i'm saying because that's another fucking thing right I, how can we ask you to support us black and brown people when you're putting out shitty ass products stop that shit <laughs> right right you you want support put out the best product 
You want to, you want to, you know, be the best at what you're doing. Be the best at what you're fucking doing. Mm -hmm. See how easy that is. Stop trying to fucking, cause as a culture, we cut fucking corners. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because ain't, ain't, ain't no ain't no cutting corners with this shit, especially yeah, entrepreneurship, bro. Yeah, man. There's no with that. And then we get angry, and then we get angry. Like I had a guy selling t-shirts and shit, right? And I'm like, bro, how much you want for this shirt? He's like 45. I'm like, that's a heat press. Like it's not even a silk press. It's not even correct DTG. Like you got the little machine in your house. You didn't even change the tag. Like. You want forty five dollars for this? Like you understand what I'm saying? Like, support the brother. Come on, <laughs> come on, baby. Come on, please, baby. But it's a difference, man. Like if you selling me like ten fifteen, then I, I could rock with you. But like you know, again, like you know, know what you're doing, know your value, what you're bringing to the table, and then ask for the support that's equivalent to what you are fucking doing. Yep. But, but I'm gonna play. I'm gonna you know, your card. Nigga. I'm gonna yeah, play devil's right. advocate. Nigga. That motherfucker. That might be his first shirt. You know that's what I'm saying? And, saying? and they need no, no, I'm just saying it, it 45, not forty-five dollars, bro. Bro, not forty five dollars. That game, you could have brought it and said, You look, I would never buy it again. <laughs> look, but this is what you need to do in XYZ. I'm just saying, bro. You, you know what I did saying, teach each other. You know, it, it, I taught him. You know what I did instead? I said, Let me teach you something. This is what you do. Go pick up this book, go pick up this book, or go to this website, and they, they'll show you how to design t-shirts. He's for free. the 45. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to educate you. So when I see you again, if you have a better product, then, then we can have a conversation, right? Because guess what? I stopped and gave you my time. My time is more valuable than my money that I spent to buy that mm -hmm. bullshit ass $45 shirt. My time that I took to educate you was way more valuable than the money I would have gave you to just buy the shirt and say, get away from me. Yeah. Message. Oh, I get it. I get it. But yo, that, that was real, bro. I know we going. This one was 11.42, bro. We out there rocking. Good. You already know, but I do want to tell Hold you what. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got something nah, for nah. Walt. I got something for Walt. Yeah, keep talking. Go ahead. All right. First of all, when you, when you said that. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> you ain't got <laughs> nothing for Walt. You getting flowers? <laughs> Y'all got your back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's going too far. He's going too far. Yeah, he, he never he never lays off. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, bro. I just want to give you your flowers, bro. You know, I always give you your flowers, bro. Like real talk, man. I'm so proud of you as your brother, bro. Like you know, when we met, you always been solid, man. We meet in person. It's always love. You know, what I'm saying it's going to come to time where our kids, kids are playing with each other, bro. And I just value your friendship, bro. Like I said, real talk, man. And I watch everything you do, bro. You one of the first brothers I've seen on LinkedIn. Made me want to get on my shit. And look where we are now, bro. We own our own business. We had a success, bro. Now when I see you, Dre, you know a lot of the a lot of the home team, bro, doing their thing, man. That shit means something. So keep putting on for the culture, bro. Keep That's shining, bro. That Thank should mean you, a lot. I appreciate y'all. You too, man. Yeah, before I, I, even, I love it. I even met you. He he was talking highly of you, bro. And, and you know, Jared doesn't walk around, and I don't walk around, you know, fucking, you know, blowing smoke up nobody's fucking ass. But before I even met you, bro, he was like, yo, this dude Walter. He told me a story. That's that's what made me come down to Soho House. And I sat there and I listened to yeah. the old storytelling. And I was like, holy shit, man. Like, homie, homie is putting in that fucking work, man. So I'm I'm happy, man, to see another right. black and brown brother get his flowers yeah, and achieve you. success, right? Through no shortcomings, right? Because you earned this shit. It wasn't fucking given to you. And not right. to say, and not to say. The cheat code, right, when, when you have a parent or somebody in position that helps you along the way is not good because we're trying to create the cheat code. Yeah, yep, yep, but yep. I'm glad that you still put in the work yourself and you've earned your position. So I just want to say congratulations. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate and, you. And, and with that, you know, just so you know, man, um, 
because we had this show and, and we and we titled it unapologetically black i gotta give you my theme song before we get out of here uh, black y'all and i'm black y'all and i'm blacker than black and i'm black y'all and i'm black y'all and i'm black y'all and i'm blacker than black and i'm black y'all <laughs> you got. <laughs> I need to see your fist up right now. <laughs> we have to cut it to three seconds on YouTube, though. They're gonna hit us with the copyrights now. <laughs> it's gotta be business. <laughs> this is business. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. Man, I love it. I love that movie. My big ass biscuits, right? <laughs> 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 that's a, a classic, bro. Well, that's a fucking classic. Wow, I that up there, but well, do me a favor, please, please, let the people know where they can find you, man. Sure, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, and please, because these people need to, you know, uh, try to connect with you on, on social media yeah. and, and support your movement. Bet, bet, bet. Yeah, I mean, if it's on Instagram, um, it's Third Gears, man, at Third Gears, at 3-R-D-G-E-E-R-S. Uh, uh, on LinkedIn, just hit me up, man. Walt Gear, Walter Gear the third. Uh, yeah, but look, I mean, you know, my thing is I try to answer as many people as possible, man. Anybody that gets in my DM, I try to give them a response. Anybody that asks for time, I try to find the time uh, because, like I, I always say, man, like, Couple minutes of somebody's chance, uh, uh, you know, time could change the trajectory of someone's career, man. I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people come up to me and like, "Yo, do you remember like four years ago you you talked with me for like twenty minutes?" And sometimes I don't. I talk to a lot of people, man, but like, nah, twenty minutes and da da da. You told me to do this thing. I I did this thing, and now I'm fucking killing it. So like, mm -hmm. we all have the opportunity to, to to make change in somebody's life, man. So my ask always of people when they say, "Hey, what can I do for you?" I say, give it, give it back, man. Give it back to somebody else. Give, give your time to somebody else, uh, because that could make a massive fucking difference, man. But I just also want to say, you know, Jared Channing, I, I love what you guys are doing, man. I, I wish, I pray for your success, continued success, man. You, Keep rocking it because these, these, these conversations are important, and it's good to have brothers like y'all that is, this is just real, right? Real talk, having real engaging conversations about, you know, changing, changing opportunities for people, man. And this, this shit is inspiring, man, and it's necessary. So keep doing you, man. You got You got to You got a. Someone champion you from 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 LI over here. Now, nah, well, I listen, I'll make this promise to you, man. And um, like I said, I, I own a couple companies, and I've already done it. Like Jared says, I, I you know we did clothing drives. You know, Thanksgiving we get back. Mm -hmm. Nino no Brown, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now turkeys are shit. Let me, me say it now, Walt. Like I don't, I don't, I don't need to be worth no fucking billion to hundred million. I don't give a yeah. fuck about none of that. Yeah. What I give a fuck about is about the culture. You understand? We're going to change the game on this shit. And when we get this podcast to where we want to get it to, this is going to be the first and only of its kind that's going to do the type of shit that we're going to do. I'm telling you, hear me now. Like one thing we're thinking, what we're gonna tell you, bro. We said it on camera before. Like we're gonna have, we're gonna have CEOs come on, but we're gonna have you give internship to black, black and brown kids. Yeah. If you're gonna come on the show and use our platform to promote whatever, bro, we that's need you fact. to give back on the spot. Yeah, that's yeah. up. So I love we it. Gonna, we gonna get to that. Once we get the studio, like I said, and we get up and running, you, you know, we we allowing people to come on now for the love, and it's always gonna be for the love. But eventually, you can't come on this fucking show unless you're giving back right on the fucking show. It don't a job, an internship, answering questions, let somebody call up, give you the elevator pitch, but you're going to give back right on the show. Nobody else is fucking doing that. It ain't going to be no bullshit, no none of that. We're going to hold you accountable. And if right. you're not doing it, you're not coming on the show, go on somebody else's fucking platform. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's what black. We want. Love Unapologetically it. black. Let's get out of here, yeah, yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. See you, bye. 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 Bye.